0: Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Are you good today? Man, I feel like I could just go home right now. We had a great service today already. Hey, if you got your Bibles with you, let's turn to Proverbs 12. We're going to start there. Now, during the summer, we said, we're just going to preach on whatever we feel like preaching on. So uh, I got a good word for you this morning and uh, something that God's been sharing with me over the past several weeks. So I preach to you what God preaches to me. So we're going to start here in Proverbs 12 and verse 25, and it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. So if you're taking notes today, the title of my message is How to Be Encouraged. How to be encouraged. Now, if I could just take um, inventory of the world around us today, if I had a word to describe not just America, but the world right now, it would be discouraged in every way. Um, Discouraged by the financial situations, but uh, discouraged by um, racism, discouraged by um, wars, discouraged by all sorts of things, but worry, anxiety, depression is at an all-time high. Uh, More and more people, and I'm not against this, if you need help, get help, but more and more people needing medication, because of worry, depression, anxiety, because they're so discouraged, but God has answers for us. And you need to realize that it's not God's will or God's best for your life that you live a discouraged life. Especially those of us in here that we love Jesus, we follow Jesus, we are children of God, we are the church of Jesus Christ. It's not God's will for us to be discouraged just like the rest of the world. Not that we don't face the same challenges, the same issues, the same uh, feelings that the world around us faces, but we should live a different life, especially as church. Now, right now is the time for the church of Jesus to thrive. If any time we're going to thrive and be a different light and, and a different place for people to look, it should be right now. Because everyone around us is so discouraged, so beat up, so beat down, so negative. The church of Jesus Christ should not be that way. And it's God's will that we live not a discouraged life, but an encouraged life. And we are different from the world around us. Why would the world want what we have? Why would they want what we have if we're not different? If we don't have something different about our life, that we don't have a a different light about us and a different hope about us and a a different courage about us and a different confidence and faith about us. We have to live different. So today I want to talk to you about how to be encouraged. Would you guys like to know? Okay. Would you like to be encouraged? Okay. Let's talk real quick about the definition of encourage. Encourage means to give support, confidence, hope, and courage to someone. Other definitions of the word encourage means to give strength to. The literal definition of the word encourage, if you break it down, in is to put in courage. When you give encouragement to someone, you put courage in them. You put confidence in them. You put strength in them you give hope to them but literally when 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 God encourages us or we encourage other people we are putting courage in and we are living in days that we need to be courageous not fearful we need to be courageous full of faith full of confidence full of hope we need to live encouraged lives and how do you get that we need to have somebody put courage in so today we want to talk about how do you get that? How to be encouraged. Because we all need that in here, and God has answers for us today on how we get this courage in us and we live an encouraged life. Let's look again at Proverbs 12:25 <clears throat> in the Amplified. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word Makes it glad. Let's look what it says in the Passion Translation. Anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. When encouragement comes from God or other people, it's amazing. It literally changes you. It puts courage in you and it lifts you up. Now, I love one of the definitions of encourage was to get your strength back, to give you strength and courage. You can literally see when somebody gets encouraged. You can see it because it does something to strengthen you. Physically, it strengthens you. Mentally and emotionally, it strengthens you. Spiritually, it strengthens you when you receive encouragement from God. And you can tell the difference. I know when I've been encouraged in my life, when I've been in a place of discouragement, I literally can tell physically I'm stronger. Yeah. I feel better. I, I feel like i got more life and, and more energy and more power. I can tell mentally and emotionally I feel different because it brings strength to your mind, your will, your emotions. Yes. Spiritually, I can tell I get strengthened. What? Why? When an encouraging word comes, yes. it brings your strength back. And that's what God wants to do this morning to all of you in here by the word of God. He wants to give you such an encouraging word in season that it makes you glad, but it brings you restoration and strength back to you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And that's God's will for you today. When there's an encouraging word spoken, then it will restore joy to your heart, the passion says. In the same way, when you're discouraged, you can see it. You don't even have to have somebody say anything. You can tell they're discouraged. Why? Because just like encouragement brings strength, discouragement brings weakness. You can, you can see somebody by the way they walk, whether they're encouraged or discouraged. They don't got to say anything. Why? Because it, it, it takes your strength away when you're discouraged. You can tell mentally and emotionally when, when somebody's struggling, you can tell they're discouraged. Why? By the way they talk, by the way they look, it takes your spiritual strength away from you. But when an encouraging word is spoken to you, it brings your strength back. And I feel strongly, because I feel like this is for me, but I feel like it's for every one of you in here, that a lot of you in here need this message today. You need support. You need confidence. You need courage. You need hope. You need to get your strength back. And that's going to come through God's word giving you an encouraging word today. Many of us are in a discouraging place that the enemy has kept us. But all we need to hear is an encouraging word to change that. And that's what I believe my assignment is today for you. To preach to you this courage that will come in you and by the end of this message, I believe it's going to be different for you. Because God's going to put courage in you. Now, here's the next question that we're all asking. It sounds great, Pastor, but how in the world do you get encouraged? How do you get encouraged? I'm glad you asked because that's what we're going to talk about today. Because there's not all of us are just naturally positive, encouraging people. We're not naturally all just faith-filled, hope-filled, confident people. Even the best of us aren't always that way. We're not. Because we live in a real world with real issues and real sin and real problems and real, real sickness and, and real mental, mental things that we face and pressure. All of us, even the most positive, encouraging people still have their days. So, how do you get encouraged? And how do you stay encouraged? And how do we live different? Because it's not God's will for us to be discouraged, beat down, anxious, depressed, and worried. It's God's will for us to be encouraged as his children. A light in the darkness. Hope in this hopeless world. How do you get it? Okay. <clears throat> so, 1 Samuel 30. You can go ahead and turn over there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about David. David, a man after God's own heart. David, one of the most famous characters in the Bible. David, to give you a little context of the story, David was a a king, but he's also a warrior. And David and his mighty men, they had went away to war and come back, and they went back to the city where they were, and the whole place was burned down. Their kids were gone, their wives were gone, Nothing was left. So David and his mighty men come back. They're, they're thinking, hey, we're, you know, we're fighting for, for God's people. We're fighting for Israel. And they come back, and everything's burned to the ground. Wives gone. Children gone. And they are very upset, to say the least. I mean, no, that's a bad day. Depressing day. If you came home and your house was burnt to the ground, And you could not find your wife or husband or kids. That would be a bad day. You would have a right to feel discouraged or depressed. You would probably feel that way. Then it takes it a step further. David's mighty men, which are his best friends, decide, well, David, this would have never happened unless you all took us to battle. We could have been home with our kids and our wives. So now we're going to kill you. Bad day. Bad day, discouraging day. But this is what David did, which David did all throughout his whole entire life. We're going to talk about that because David knew how to do this, and we all need to know how to do this today. Because David will always bounce back from bad situations. David would always find a way to come back. David would always find a way for God to restore him. David would always find a way to get back to the place of encouragement. And so everything's burned down, wives and children gone, and his best friends and the men fighting with him say, we want to kill you, David. Okay, so that's the context of this verse. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because the souls of them were all bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now, David said to uh, Abathar, the priest, and Amalek's son, I pray you bring me the ephod, and he brought him the ephod. In verse 8, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Let's jump back to verse six, though. Notice what happens when David is in this place of great distress, or we could say discouragement. It said, But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Let's just leave that up here. But David encouraged and strengthened himself. In the Lord his God. I want you to know today, there's going to be times in your life that you're right here. And if you don't learn how to do this today, you're not going to make it through these situations in life. You're not going to have this encouragement that God wants for you. We all have to learn to encourage and strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. And I want to take it a step further. There will be times just like David is right here that there will be no one else around you that can do it for you. David didn't have anybody to talk to. He couldn't talk to his wives. They were gone. Couldn't talk to his kids. They were gone. Couldn't talk to his mighty men because they're trying to kill him. No one to talk to. He was by himself. But there will be times in all of our lives that we will be by ourselves, and if we're going to live an encouraged life, we have to learn to encourage and strengthen ourselves in the Lord our God. If David could do it, we can do it. And notice what happened when he encouraged and strengthened himself. He didn't stay there. God spoke to them and he gave him the answer on what to do and he said, David, you're going to pursue, you're going to overtake and recover all. But you're not going to pursue, overtake, and recover all unless you encourage yourself first. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding. You got to learn to encourage and strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. Pastor, I'm not encouraged. Well, you're going to have to learn to encourage and strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. Now, I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to tell you some practical ways how you strengthen yourself in the Lord your God. But we all have to learn that because we always don't feel that. But if we want to move ahead with what God has for us, if we, if we want to move ahead with God's plan for us and we want to see the things he has for us to be accomplished, we have to learn to strengthen and encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. When no one else is around, When there's no one there to pat you on the back, when you have no cell service, so you can't call anybody, we have to learn to strengthen ourselves. I love that it said, David strengthened and encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David always bounced back. From hard situations his whole life, you read the life story of David. Why? Because he knew how to encourage and strengthen himself in the Lord his God. That's the story. Read the book of Psalms. Most of those are him encouraging himself in the Lord his God. And most of those songs were written when he didn't feel like it. And he had a bad day and he had circumstances around him. And most of the book of Psalms is David literally strengthening and encouraging himself in the Lord his God. I can say that's why David is so much different than all the rest of the people in the Old Testament because he knew that. He was a worshiper. He was a person who knew how to encourage, strengthen himself in the Lord his God. But notice what it says here. That David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. It didn't just say David encouraged himself. Because I'm not talking today about self-help. Because some of you are, oh, that's what you think I'm saying, and I'm not saying that. It said David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David didn't encourage himself in his self because he had enough issues to deal with. So I'm not preaching this self-help that you need to just look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. I am strong. Affirmations. No, okay. That's self-help. You will not go to get so far because you know you and you got issues and you ain't big enough to help yourself. You ain't big enough to help yourself. You need some divine help, some divine power. You need somebody outside yourself to help yourself. That's why he said he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Not in himself, because in himself was discouragement, depression, anxiety, worry, and a lot of other issues right then. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So let's talk the rest of this time today on how do you encourage yourself in the Lord your God. The first thing I want to talk about today is we encourage ourselves in the Lord by the scriptures. Give me a drink of water real quick. Thank you. We encourage ourselves in the Lord by the scriptures. Now, don't tune me out because I'm being too simple here. Because how do you encourage yourself in the Lord your God? Well, I'm going to give you several ways. The first way is, how do I encourage myself when I don't feel encouraged? How is God going to give me the courage and strength and encouragement I need? Well, he does that when we encourage ourselves by the scriptures. Now, let's look at a verse here, Romans 15 and verse 4 and 5. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement. The scriptures do. They give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Verse 5. May God who gives this patient and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for the followers of Christ Jesus. This verse just says that when we read the scriptures, they were written to give us hope and encouragement. Your Bible that you have was written to give you encouragement. Since it's written to give us encouragement, we need to take advantage of what God has given us to encourage us. So how, so how do I encourage myself in the Lord my God? First thing is you encourage yourself in the Lord your God by the scriptures. Now, when you're getting into the scriptures, yes, there's wisdom. Yes, there's guidance. Yes, there's understanding, etc. in the scriptures. But the scriptures also have encouragement in them. When you get into the word of God, it puts courage, hope, confidence, strength in you that you cannot get without God's word. We need the scriptures. And trust me, if you're full of God's word, you will be full of encouragement. Any person I've ever met that is discouraged, if I say something like, you've been reading your Bible? Nope. Nope. I'm not saying that's the only reason you're discouraged, but it's an obvious one. Because if you're not full of the scriptures, you're not going to be full of encouragement. How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God? We give ourselves to the scriptures. Because in the scriptures, the Bible says, it was written to give you hope and encouragement. And if you consistently, daily, get in God's word and put the scriptures in your heart and in your mind, and in your mouth, you get into these scriptures, you will live in an encouraged life, if you're full of God's word. Now don't tell me you can't read your Bible, you don't understand your Bible, there is every translation known to man on your phone. They have every type of Bible you can imagine, and it's free, and if you can't read, you can have the Bible app read it for you. There is no reason to not get in the scriptures. There's hundreds of translations in English, all to make it easy for you to read. They got the Pokemon Bible, the basketball player Bible, the businessman Bible, the new living, the message, the passion, the NIV, the RIV, the SEV, the NKJV. They got everything you can imagine. You can find a Bible translation you understand. Pastor, I want that encouragement. Do you read the Bible? Do you get in the scriptures? Do you love God's word? Because if you do that, not just weekly or monthly or yearly, but daily, you will live an encouraged life. Why? Because in the scriptures, what does it say? Is hope and encouragement. That's what it said, Romans 15. The scriptures are written to give you hope and encouragement. So practically, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord your God? Get in the scriptures. Because there's encouragement in God's word. Trust me, if you get into the Bible daily, you will be encouraged. I know in my own personal life, when there's seasons, if I'm feeling discouraged, I know usually, honestly, I'm not in my Bible a lot. I haven't spent enough time in God's word. I'm really not giving myself to it. I'm just kind of skimming over it. And God's like, the answers are right there. The encouragement's in there, but you got to get in there and look at it. It was written, why? For your encouragement and your hope. Now, I want to tell you today, a good place to start, because some of you don't know where to start, don't start in Ecclesiastes, okay? (laughs) (coughs) Don't even start in Ezekiel if you want encouragement, start here. Psalms, Proverbs, and the New Testament. Start there. I'm not saying you don't need to read the whole Bible. You do, you should, but start there. You want encouragement? Quick encouragement. Go to Psalms. Let's start there. Read a Proverbs. Start there. Get into the Gospels. Read the letters from Acts to Revelation. Why? Because it tells you who you are in Christ. It tells you what belongs to you. It tells you what God says about you. It says who you are as His church. Get into the scriptures. Trust me, if you do daily, it will bring encouragement to you. What did it say in Proverbs? It said, An encouraging word will make you glad. Encouraging word right here. You don't got to listen to a preacher tell you, you don't have to be in church. An encouraging word right here will make you glad. It will lift you up. It will strengthen you, give you confidence and hope when no one else is around. That's how you encourage yourself in the Lord your God, through the scriptures. Can we go a little further? We encourage ourselves in the Lord our God by his spirit. The Holy Spirit... One of the names given for him is the divine encourager. One of the names given for him, just like he's our helper, he's our comforter, he's our counselor. The Bible says he's our encourager. I'm not trying to be judgmental today, but I know for a fact in my own personal life, I can tell when I'm not spending enough time with the Holy Spirit because I'm not too encouraged. Are you in the same boat as me? I think you are. Why? Because when we spend time with the Holy Spirit, we spend time with the encourager, we're going to be encouraged. It's going to happen. And sometimes, judge your own self. Our lack of encouragement is we haven't been spending time with the Holy Spirit like we should. Because when we're consistently spending quality time with God's Spirit, the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit, we will be encouraged. You need to understand the voices you are listening to will determine the reality you experience. And if you spend time listening to everyone else's voice other than the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be encouraged. If the voices you listen to are just the news, Fox or CNN, both whack, not helpful, you're going to be discouraged. If you spend your whole time on TikTok and Instagram, you're not going to be encouraged. If you spend all your life on the radio listening to music, you're not going to be encouraged. Because the voices you listen to will determine the reality you experience. And a lot of times we're listening to every other voice than the Holy Ghost. And that's why we're discouraged. But if we spend time with him and we listen to him and he's our best friend, the Holy Spirit, which he should be, we will listen to his voice and that will bring encouragement to us. Hear me this morning. If you're listening to voices in your mind and heart that are discouraging you, condemning you, you feel hopeless, you feel depressed afterwards, it's not the Spirit of God. It might be another spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. You're listening. (coughs) you're listening to the wrong voice. We can encourage ourselves by the Lord our God, by His Spirit, spending quality time with the Holy Spirit. We do that by prayer. We do that by worship. We do that by just spending quiet time alone with the Holy Spirit daily. Because when we do that, since He is an encourager by nature... The Spirit of God is our encourager. We will come out of that time encouraged every time. A lot of times our lack of encouragement is because we haven't spent the time with the right person listening to the right voices, which is the Holy Spirit. He's an encourager. I love this about the Holy Spirit too. Even when he challenges us and he he challenges us to grow and to change, he still does that in an encouraging way. You know he does? Even in the areas that you need help in and you need to change, you need to fix, the Holy Spirit is still encouraging. It's never with condemnation. It's, you know what, you can do better than this, and I've created you for more than this. It's I'm going to help you do this, and I'm going to give you the desire and power to do it. You can handle this. You can overcome this. You got this. The Holy Spirit, even when he challenges you, he encourages you because that's who he is. The Holy Spirit comes to be our encourager. So what do we say here? How do you encourage yourself in the Lord your God? First of all, get into the scriptures. Get into your Bible daily. That's how we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. But secondly, we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God by his spirit. How How do we do that? We have to spend quality time with the Holy Spirit daily. Like I said, that could be through prayer could be through a time of worship, could be just sitting in the quiet and and letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. But if we want to be encouraged, we have to receive encouragement by the scriptures and by his spirit. Can I go a little further? You guys getting something today? Okay. The third thing is we can encourage ourselves in the Lord our God with being around the right people with being around the right people. Proverbs 10 and verse 21 in the New Living. The words of the godly encourage many. The words of the godly encourage many. We all know this. If you get around the right people, it encourages you. And if you get around the wrong people, it discourages you. You know it, and you know who those people are. Don't play. And a lot of times we're wanting to hang around the same old people that are causing us the same old issues and wondering why I'm so discouraged and depressed because you're hanging around people that are discouraged and depressed, and it's going to rub off on you because what's on them is going to get on you. That's why you need to hang around the right people. That are gonna encourage you, that are gonna build you up, that are gonna strengthen you, that are gonna give you hope and faith and confidence. And when you're done with them, you feel better. You feel encouraged. You feel strengthened. So, how do we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God? We do that by getting around the right people. <coughs> God uses people. It says, The words of the godly encourage many. A lot of times in our lives we need to realize one of the ways that God sends encouragement is not just through the scriptures and his spirit, it's through people. God's way of encouraging us is through the right people, the right relationships, the right church, the right people. He does that through giving them a word for us to encourage us when we need it the most. If you read the New Testament, read the New Testament through, and you'll see the Apostle Paul, many times in his letters he would say, I'm going to send you Timothy, and when Timothy gets there, he's going to encourage you. And then another letter he would say, I'm going to send you Titus, and when Titus gets there, he's going to encourage you. Why? Because one of the ways that God encourages us is by other people. The right people. Other passages, he says, I'm going to send you this group of people. And when they get there, they're going to encourage you. And when you come together in church and you gather together and you you talk to each other and you pray with each other, the Bible says you're going to be encouraged. So important. But look at the Apostle Paul. He said that himself in Romans verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 11. Romans one, verse eleven: For I long to visit you, so that I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you go strong in the Lord. Verse twelve: When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Why? Because God will use the right people to encourage you when you need it the most. How do you stay encouraged? Through the scriptures, yes. Through the spirit, yes. But by the right relationships and the right people. Paul said, when I get, to get together with you, notice, <clears throat> I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. And that's what happens in the local church. That's what happens in the gathering of the saints. That's why the church is so important, because when we get together, we encourage each other. You know, just this morning, looking at all of you here is encouraging the preacher. It is. And hopefully something I'm saying is encouraging you. Okay. So we're doing what Paul said. When I come together, I'm going to encourage you in your faith. But you are going to come back and encourage me in my faith. Because when we come together and we get with the right people, we encourage each other. I've seen it. People that blow off church all the time and say, I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. I wonder why. I guess I know why. You're avoiding the right people. You're avoiding the right places. You're avoiding the place that would bring encouragement to you. And God, that's not the only way, but that's a major way God uses to encourage us. Just coming to church, just hearing a preacher, just coming to life group, just seeing each other encourages us. How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God? With the right people. If you're discouraged today, look at these things in your life. Am I encouraging myself in the scriptures? Am I in in my Bible? Am I getting encouragement out of it? Because that's what it's written for. Am I encouraging myself and letting the Spirit of God encourage me daily? But am I in the right relationships with the right people? Because God is going to send people in my life, the right people, to encourage me. And if I separate from those people, no wonder I'm discouraged. No wonder I'm depressed. Why? Because God will use people to encourage you. And not just the pastor. All of you together in here encourage one another. That's how it works. God will use us to encourage one another. Sorry if I got a little too excited there for a second. <laughs> When you gather together, it encourages you. You know, just walking in this morning, seeing all you and hearing the worship team uh, play, and if, and if you had an issue, when we sing rattle, it rattled it out of you, doesn't it? It just kicked all that discouragement out of you. Hearing the worship song, just that, it encouraged me. I didn't even have to hear a message yet. It just encouraged me. It should encourage you. Why? Because there's something when you get with the right people There's encouragement that comes. God will use that to encourage you. But we need to realize this when I say we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God with the right people. Not just always thinking about, yeah, God's going to send me the right people so I can receive encouragement. How about this? You are that person for somebody else. And yes, God will send the right people so you can receive encouragement, but you're the right person for somebody else and you need to give them encouragement. Sometimes we don't realize that we are the person that God has put in other people's lives to encouragement, but we keep our mouth shut. Well, nobody encourages me. Well, if you want to get encouragement, you got to sow encouragement. Amen, the right church? Okay. We need to be a church and a community that lives with encouragement. That freely receives encouragement, but freely gives encouragement. That's the kind of church we're trying to create a church on the rock. That's the kind of culture we're going to have. And if you're negative, got to go down the street. If you're going to be discouraging, you got to find a new place. Because we're going to be encouragers around here. We're not going to be negative. We're not going to be doubters. We're not going to be complainers. We're not going to be people who are just like everybody else. We're going to be encouraging around here. We're going to be faith-filled around here. We're going to be hope-filled people around here. We're going to be positive people around here. And we're not just going to sit back and say, everyone encourage me. Because God will send the right people. But how about you are the person for somebody else to encourage somebody else. I got a few more things on that, and I'm going to close. I'm doing better, but as you can see, I'm still getting over a little congestion. But I'm encouraged about it. I am, really, because I'm doing better. Um, But the Bible even says there's people that have the gift of encouragement and exhortation. Now, everybody needs to be encouraging, but there's some people that excel in it. Now, two women in my life that excel in that and they're in heaven now are my mama and Miss Susan Gedney. They had the gift of exhortation and encouragement. It could come through a personal conversation. It could come through a text. How many ever got a text from Miss Gedney? It sounded just like the way she talked in person with emojis and everything. But I miss both of those ladies, but they had the gift of exhortation and encouragement. They could write you a note, and you would feel like you can do all things that you need to do, and you are well able, and God has anointed you, and you, you were feeling discouraged before that. You were feeling beat down. After you read their letter they wrote you, mean, you felt amazing. After you got that text, after they had a five-minute conversation with you, you felt like, I can do it. I can handle this. That's a gift. It's a gift of encouragement and exhortation. Mom could say more in five minutes to encourage somebody than most of us could say in a couple hours. And we still be like, are you encouraged yet? No, not really. Okay, well, let's talk another hour. But she could say it in five minutes. And you could see their literal countenance change on their face. Why? Because she had the gift of exhortation and encouragement. Miss Gedney had that too. There's probably many of you that have that in you as well. But what do you got to do? You got to step out. You got to start speaking up. Write that card. Send that text. Speak life over people. Get over the, it might be awkward. No, give that encouragement. You don't realize somebody on the other side needs it. No. Let me tell you this as a church family. (coughs) Like I said, there's some people that have that gift, but even if you don't have that gift, we can all be encouraging in here. We can all give that. And a lot of times it's God trying to use us to help other people, but we just think it's us and it's not. That's why we need to make sure if somebody's on our heart or on our mind, we need to send the text and write the card and speak out loud with your own mouth and tell the person how you feel about them and encourage them. That's the kind of church that we're trying to be here and I want to be a part of. Now, I realize a lot of you grew up in different homes that that was not normal. And you've carried those bad habits into adulthood. Let me tell you this morning, church, I love you, but it's not healthy. It's not healthy. This idea of, you know, we don't don't tell people we love them. We don't tell people they're doing good. We don't tell people they're working hard. We, we, don't, we don't tell people because we don't want them to get a big head. We don't talk like that. We're German. We're Irish. We're this. We're that. You're unscriptural. That's what you are. And you're unhealthy. Just because your parents and your grandparents did it does not make it right. Hear me, church. So you're going to have to Change. Because the Bible says we should freely give encouragement to other people. We should speak it. Trust me, most husbands and wives are starved of encouragement. Most children are starved of encouragement. Most churches are starved of encouragement. Most of your friends and family are starved of encouragement. They need it. And somebody's got to break that bad pattern and unhealthy pattern and start speaking up. (coughs) So let me challenge you, because we're still talking about you encourage yourself by the right people. From here on out in church, this is our motto. If you see it, say it. Are you with me? I don't see nobody writing. If you see it, say it. That's our new motto as a church family. So what does that mean? If you see something good in somebody else's life at our church, say it. If you see it, say it don't keep it to yourself. Why? It's unhealthy to do that. It's unhealthy for you, and it's unhealthy for them. Maybe you speaking up could change that person's day, could change that person's week. Maybe they've been really struggling, and it's not just you thinking about them. It's the Holy Spirit trying to use you to help somebody else. If you see it, say it. That means if somebody's got a fresh outfit on, say it. Woo, sheesh, looking fresh today. The kicks today, the fit today. If somebody got a good haircut, compliment their hair. If somebody did good on the worship team, tell Amzie and Shelby Lynn and the rest of them, y'all sang great today, you helped me today. If you see it, say it. If somebody's working hard, tell them, and y'all are working hard and I see the progress you're making. If somebody's doing something, even in your own house, tell your family, tell your kids, tell your husband or wife, if you see it, say it. I'm telling you the key, you want to have healthy families, you want to have a healthy church, you want to have a healthy marriage, you want to have healthy kids, if you see it, say it. I'm not going to live by this mentality. I told you I loved you once. Who made that up? Somebody with a bad love life. We should be okay. Get over the awkwardness, get over the weirdness. It's not weird. It's healthy if you love somebody tell them you love them if you believe in somebody tell them you believe in them tell them they're important tell them they matter tell them they're doing good if you see it say it do you you take the challenge church family because we're all believing that God sends us the right people to encourage us which he will but we need to be that for somebody else Think about our church if everybody was saying what they see in other people. The unity in this place, the encouragement, the faith, the strength, and that's the way the church should be. You good? Okay. If you see it, say it. I got one more point. But you never know what's on the other side of your encouragement. I found that out in my own life about 90% of the time when I text somebody and I'm like, man, I keep thinking about them and I don't even know. And I text them something encouraging and I feel like God gave me a verse almost every time. And I'm thinking, well, I just thought of them. I just got to text them. Pastor, how did you know? Well, I don't think I did know, but apparently I did know the Holy Spirit was nudging me. They need encouragement. Text them right now. And it's not just us. And I know for a fact, all of you in here, there's times that God's saying, you should text them. You should call them. You should write that card. You should verbally tell them how you feel about them and encourage them right now. Trust me, almost 100% of the time, that's the Holy Spirit, it's not just you. And you are gonna be the answer to somebody else's prayers. But if we don't listen to the leadings of the Holy Spirit and be free with our encouragement, think about what those people's lives will be. I know for a fact there's been people that have been suicidal and they got a text from the right person at the right time, changed their mind. I don't mean to get too heavy on you, but it's that serious encouragement. If you see it, say it. If you're thinking about them, text them, call them, say it. If God's put them on your heart, say it, speak up. We need encouragement. We need somebody to put courage in us. Give us hope, give us strength, give us confidence. And one of the ways that God does that is through people. Does it through people. Does it through all of us in here. That's the kind of church we're going to be. We're going to be an encouraging church i going to be encouraged, church. If you see it, say it. If you see it, say it. Are you with me? You take the challenge today? <clears throat> Brother Darrell, you could come play. We're going to close. So how to be encouraged? We encourage ourselves in the Lord our God by the scriptures. We encourage ourselves in the Lord our God by his spirit, spending time with the Holy Spirit. We encourage ourselves in the Lord our God by getting around the right people. That they can speak into our life and encourage us. And lastly, we encourage ourselves in the Lord our God with reminding ourselves who God is and what He's done. We encourage ourselves in the Lord our God, listen, when we remind ourselves of who God is and what He has done for us. Look at this verse in Revelation. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You want to encourage yourself in the Lord your God? You have to remind yourself on who God is and what he's done for you. We do that by speaking out our testimony. And our testimony is what who God is, but what he's done for us. And when I say to remind yourself, I'm not just saying just think about it. I'm saying you need to speak it out of your mouth. You need to share your testimony by the word of your testimony. You need to speak out who God is and what he's done because our faith is released through words, not just thinking about it. We encourage ourselves when we remind ourselves who God is and what he's done for you. <clears throat> it goes like this. Now I was at the park this past week. And I've been sick as a dog for about a month. As you know, my voice has sounded very crusty on Sundays. And I've been coughing. So, <clears throat> Anyways, I'm getting on the other side of it. I don't have COVID, so everybody chill out. (coughs) I had allergies. It turned into bronchitis. Turned into something else. I don't know. I'm taking antibiotics, steroids. You can see the gains. Everybody said, if you're going to go to the gym anytime, now's the time to go. But I'm like, man, I don't feel good enough, but I'm taking steroids. I should be working out right now anyways okay I'm gonna get back on the point so there's just been a lot going on the past few months it's just part of being the leader I'm not complaining I'm just talking here for a second can I can I talk just real life stuff and there's just been a lot of different situations uh, personally in my life that I've been juggling and thinking about. And then a lot of church stuff and just a lot of challenges. It seems like there's been one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. another. And then I've been sick a month. So you know how that feels. If you're already discouraged, then you get sick and you don't get better. You're just like, the discouragement level goes through the roof. (coughs) Anyways, we've all been there, right? I'm not talking about anything you're not already going through as well. But I'm just trying to be vulnerable as your pastor. Your pastor goes through the same type of stuff. I'm not always up as I am on Sunday mornings. That's the anointing. I live a real life too. But naturally, I'm pretty positive and encouraging person. But still, I can get overwhelmed. I can get anxious. I can get worried. I can get a lot going on. So, anyways, I went to the park, Charleston State Park, my home away from home. And I went to walk. Because I realized, I'm in a bad funk right now. And I'm being really negative, and I'm being really... I just feel so discouraged right now about some things at church, about some personal things, about my physical health. And I'm like, man, anybody been there? So what did I do? I'm like, I need to get alone with God. The answer's with him. So I went to the park. That's where I go pray. And man. So I started walking at the park. And I felt like this last point, I'm preaching on it because I did this. And it works. But it's a biblical principle. You need to encourage yourself by speaking out, declaring who God is, And what he's done for you we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony and so i got out to the park and i realized i got to start speaking some things i don't feel like speaking some things right now but i'm going to stay discouraged and stay in this funk if i don't start speaking some things sickness didn't help so what did i do I started encouraging myself in the Lord my God. I was by myself, me and the deer and the bunny rabbits out there, nobody else at the park. And I started saying out loud and I started noticing as soon as I started encouraging myself and reminding myself <coughs> of who God is, what he's done, it changed my perspective, changed my mind. I started feeling different. Why? Because I reminded myself of the truth. But I didn't just think about it. I spoke it because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. You got to speak it out. And these are all simple things, but when you get overwhelmed by pressure, you forget those things are true. Right? If you feel bad for long enough, if, you, if you're depressed about something long enough, if you got this issue and that issue and that issue, they start looking like they're bigger than God and they're not. They start feeling overwhelming when they shouldn't be. You forget the truth of God's word because that's what's talking to you so loud. That's why you got to encourage yourself. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I did because you need to do it too. I started with just who God is. Just start there. And at the park, with a loud voice, coughing and everything, I said, God, God, I need to remind myself who you are. You are God, and there's no one else like you, and you are King of kings and Lord of lords and God of gods. There's nobody in the universe bigger than you. There's nobody stronger than you. There's nobody more powerful than you. God, I thank you that you're my healer and you're my deliverer and you're my provider and you're bigger than any issue I face. I don't need to be overwhelmed. I don't need to be overcome because greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Those are all scriptures. But you got to remind yourself on who He is. I went to the park and I'm like, man, weeks and weeks I forgot. And I'm a preacher. But circumstances had told me something different. I was thinking, man, I felt a little discouraged. I remind him of who he is. Now, he didn't forget, but I did. Start speaking that. Trust me, things are going to start changing if you start speaking that. Remind yourself of what he's done for you. Remind yourself about the faithfulness of God. God, you've been faithful to me. You've been good to me. Remind yourself when you're in those situations, even when you're dealing with physical issues. God, you healed me that time, and you healed me that time. Guess what? You're going to heal me this time, too. Remind yourself of that. Then the courage of God will come in you, that encouragement. God, you delivered me here, and you delivered me there, and you're going to deliver me this time, too. you got to remind yourself why, because the situation will make you forget. Like God never did anything. No, he's He delivered you a hundred other times. Why is this time different? He's healed you all those other times. Why is this time different? He's answered your prayers those other times. Why is this time different? But you got to remind yourself of what he's done and who he is. Guess what? Your pastor started to feel encouraged. I didn't when I went to the park. I felt like cussing yes I did I didn't but I felt like it I felt encouraged but you know what I could have walked at the park and just thought happy thoughts and nothing would have changed why because you got to encourage yourself in the Lord your God remind yourself of what he's done for you has God ever done anything for you start speaking it and encouragement will come Remind yourself of past victories. I'm really going to close, but this is too good. Remind yourself of past victories where God has come through and he has helped you and he has saved you and he has healed you and delivered you. Remind yourself of all he's done. Why? Because I'll put courage in you. You'll encourage yourself in the Lord your God. I was reminded of this You know, David, because David did this his whole life. He did it in the Psalms. He did it in the time where he lost his son. He encouraged himself. He did it in 1 Samuel 30 where uh, we just read earlier where they burned the houses and they took the women and children. He encouraged himself. Read the life story of David. When he finds himself in these positions, he encourages himself in the Lord his God. But One of the times he did this exact thing of he reminded himself who God is and what he's done was when he fought Goliath. Now, David was a teenage boy and he was fighting Goliath, which was a huge human, very huge. And David wasn't a warrior at that time. But when he went at Goliath, he said some things about god and what he had done before he ever fought him to remind himself and encourage himself. And of course he won the battle and got the victory over that giant, but he had to remind himself first. And he said when he went to kill Goliath, he said, "My God is the God of all gods, the king of all kings, the lord of all lords." And you're not just defying me, you're defying him. And I want to remind you, he is maker of heaven and earth. He's the almighty God. But then he said to him, he reminded himself of the past victories. He said, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. God was with me with those two situations. And I'm going to take you out too. He reminded himself what God had done. If God could preserve him through the lion, preserve him through the bear, he could help him and give him victory over this giant. But he wouldn't have ran into the battle with encouragement unless he would have reminded himself of what God had done for him and who he is. I want you to know, church family, no matter your circumstances, no matter your situations, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was good back then, and He's good today. He was a healer then, He's a healer today. He was a Savior then, He's a Savior today. He was a a miracle worker then, He's a miracle worker today. He's the same God, but we gotta remind ourselves of that. Trust me, if we did that every day, you would be encouraged. Be encouraged. David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Did you guys get something today? Well, I love you. Appreciate you coming this morning. Can we stand up for a second? Thank you, Father. Can we just practice that for a second? Come on, let's practice encouraging ourselves in the Lord our God. This is just between you and him, nobody else. Come on. Just out of your own mouth and in your own way, let's just speak out. Just, just speak out who God is, who God is to you, what he's done for you. The past victories, go over them right now. Come on out of your own mouth. Let me hear you from the front to the back. God, we thank you. We thank you that you are God and you're good and you're loving and you're kind and you're almighty. You're all powerful. You're all sufficient. We thank you, Father God, that you are our healer today. You're our deliverer. You're our provider today. You're our salvation today. You're our peace of mind today. You're everything we need today. You're our joy when we are depressed. You're our strength when we feel weak. And God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for the past victories you brought to our life, the times that you've helped us overcome. We're thankful for that today. We're thankful and that you're the same God today that you were yesterday. We thank you that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you're good and that you're for us. And if you're for us, then who could be against us? God, we thank you for that today. We choose today to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. We thank you for the strength coming back in your people, the confidence coming back in your people, the hope being restored to your people. We thank you. We're getting our courage back. We're getting our faith back. We're getting our strength back. We're going to choose to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Come on, just for a few more seconds. Come on, let's lift up. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today. We thank you today. We thank you today. We thank you that you're our encourager today. That you're our encourager today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That we're victors, not victims. That we're overcomers today. The greater is he that lives in us than he that's in the world. We thank you for it today. We thank you for complete victory in every part of our life. Spiritually, financially, physically, relationally, emotionally. We thank you for the victory. It It belongs to you. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for putting courage in your people this morning, a new courage. Maybe people have come this day depressed and discouraged. I bind that, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. You have no place in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives. I command discouragement to go, depression to go, wrong thoughts to go, And I bind them and command them to go in the name of Jesus. You have no place on God's property and God's people and God's children. You have to go in the name of Jesus. We command any tormenting thoughts, depressing thoughts, suicidal thoughts, anxious thoughts. We command those to go in the name of Jesus. And your encouragement to come and your strength to come into people's hearts and minds right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just thank you for a few more seconds? I know I'm keeping you here for a second. Let's be a thankful people. God, we thank you. We love you. We love you. We thank you. We're a grateful people. We're a grateful people. We thank you that we're not alone. We're not without help. We're not without hope. We have you. We have you, and we thank you for today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.